I think we got to let the season play out a little bit. I mean, maybe Brock Bowers could be the unofficial wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> can, can the unofficial <laughs> official wide receiver be a tight end? <laughs> Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I preview Georgia's 2023 season in which the Dogs attempt to become the first team to three-peat in the modern era of college football. We talk through what we're looking forward to seeing on the field, a few concerns, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. You can follow us on social media at mygotapodcast. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. Is that good enough? I don't know. Sometimes the mic doesn't pick up. I don't know. But so sometimes the mic doesn't pick it up. I've got I've got early times because we are in the early times of college football season. The early, the early times. times, the early times, uh, bottled and bond. Oh, I like early times, bottled and bond. It's a classic one. Uh, a blue bottle uh, of note, which I happen to also have a a blue bottle. It's blue note. It's a store pick I picked up um, from uh, the local liquor store, Hop, Hops and Grain. It's, uh, I have happened to get the same store pick. Um, when I went to Clemson last year on the way to Clemson, I was like, Hey, I got to get some bourbon. I got a couple of bottles and this was the bottle that I had decided to bring to the tailgate and stuff. Um, two years ago, you, you lost track of time. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Two years ago. I was just making, uh, I, was, I, I was double checking. I was trying to make sure that was what you're talking about. Uh, I'm back. I'm back to the future. Um, yeah, no, it's a, we're, we're already into the, we're already into the barrel proof. <laughs> but it's a throwback it's a throwback to you know to to simpler times when we were just excited to play in a in a big in a big game before what was about to transpire was you know the, the beginnings of a back-to-back and now i'm hoping to book in this on a, on a three-peat national championship run here yeah seriously seriously i do remember i don't know like think thinking back thinking back to that you know, we were still in that mode of like, man, can we get over the hump? Can we do that? And like, you know, we're always predicting it's going to happen. And yeah. uh, it's a different feeling now. <laughs> and we're like, we're like, I don't know what's going on. Quarterback. We got the high yacht quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're you not know, really sure what's going to happen. And he's, he's still around in college football somewhere. Uh, Is he at Rice or something? Yeah. Yeah. JT Daniels, that beautiful man. Uh, right. Oh man. Crazy. Um, yeah. So I guess first time with no guest for a while, just back, just, just you and I, um, yeah, sorry folks. You guys just us today. <laughs> it's, it's, it has been, it has been fun, uh, rolling with the guests. Um, we had, we, we had some, some really good ones over the last few weeks. Um, and got, I don't know, got really good feedback um for multiple people on on all of them so um i guess you know sorry carter uh one last time uh for last week <laughs> might, as <laughs> well. might as well i'm pretty sure he's i'm pretty sure he's he just swore on the podcast again <laughs> <laughs> oh too good um man so yeah so i don't know about you but i feel like i'm not like like are you ready that it's the season already no, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. So, uh, for us, you know, we're back in school, so like we've been like 
plugging along. I've got like I've got work travel coming up this week. Um, I'm heading to Denver uh, on Sunday with uh, Carter to take him to a little birthday getaway trip. We're going to go watch the Braves play the Rockies. And I believe we're going to meet up with some folks out there that are also Georgia fans that are happy to go to the game. Um, so I've got that going on. Um, we've got a birth. We've been planning for my daughter's 16th birthday, kids mm-hmm. sports. You know, it's just like, not to mention the fact that it feels like it's a, uh, you know, we're we're in the the fifth gate of of hell down here um <laughs> because it's just like a thousand degrees outside yeah and it doesn't exactly feel in the mornings it feels good but in the afternoons it's just like oh i can't imagine going to the Bra- going to the Braves game or to the uh to UGA to watch UGA play a nooner <laughs> yeah seriously uh i Have did they confirm the times yet by the way uh the first game is not a nooner so actually that uh ut martin is a 6 p.m remember that's the return of night games at sanford stadium the return of night games right <laughs> uh so that's the first one but yeah there there was that day i think you texted or no you tweeted you tweeted last week there was that day you know, there's always that day where you step outside and it it feels like fall you get that false fall late summer and uh you you tweeted that and so then i was like oh did i miss it and i walked outside and i i felt it too so yes that that, that was, was sweeping was nice the southeast yeah it was nice and chilly the uh, earlier this like this thing what was it was it saturday i think it was it was it was like that all through the weekend here at least yeah all weekend sunday yeah. morning it was pretty chilly here i mean chilly but yeah, it was like in the 60s yeah exactly you're like oh <laughs> yeah. yeah is it pullover weather yet nice <laughs> 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 no is it baseball jacket weather <laughs> no it is not baseball pullover i tried it because i i played golf sunday morning and i i actually wore it like a, a pullover just to get there and then like when we got to the golf course i got out of my buddy's truck i was like oh my gosh i'm dying so <laughs> it didn't it, it lasted for the ride to the course that was it that's funny sounds about right yeah yeah well, I know I have, uh, I have been hitting my I have been hitting my stride lately. I, I kind of fell off the wagon uh, on the on the running on the running side of things. Um, so yeah. I've been I've been getting reps in for my Saturday runs. So don't, never never you fret, Georgia fans. That streak will continue. Okay, that's what <laughs> I was just going to ask. I, I didn't know if you were going to do that again this year. So got to got to keep that going. No, I'm just trying to ease back into it. Gotcha. Well, you won't you won't be able to run across the Sanford Bridge. <laughs> Gosh. What a segue! What a segue! I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm enjoying our, our recording, Jim, and you just had a sour. You just had to pour pour cold water over the whole deal, didn't you? My bad. My bad. Oh, gosh, the bridge. Yeah, I, I, I listened to. Uh, to be fair, I listened to uh, Cooler Heads uh, on Waiting Since last Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, I've kind of come to the realization that maybe I was a bit hasty. And that I should probably take a more rational view and just wait and see. That said, um, I guess the pessimist in me um, and the old man uh, just hates everything about it. Um, I just, I just can't, I, I can't even. If you look through the lens of a an, an everyday Joe, right? Like, let's say that there's there's a crew that, that comes to the games and the. They don't necessarily have tickets, but they have, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole sub-society of, of folks that come to every single game and never go inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just go to the tailgates. You know, some days I'm, I'm of those people as well. 
I frankly, you know, to be perfectly honest, like so there's some games that I just would prefer to just hang back on the tailgate and just and just chill and and enjoy and enjoy the festivities outside the stadium. Yeah. Um, but you know, when, when you're of that ilk, um, you know, as you and I have discovered, you you become the the vagabond tailgater where you're like moving <laughs> around from tailgate to tailgate and spot to spot. And that bridge is a huge interstate for such activities yeah um i mean good grief like i mean how often have i walked across that bridge trying to get from south campus to north campus um yeah that's that's like my go-to right like that's everybody's go-to it's always like meet meet at the bridge meet at the bridge meet at the bridge you know like yeah. we ran into patrick kindergan uh at the bridge yeah you know everybody it's like a huge it's a huge landmark it's fairly central for a lot of things um and i just feel like that the closure there on a friday night by by the way so you can't even like walk across to like check out you know sanford stadium at, at in the in the evening you know sometimes they may have the lights lit up and all that so um well it's only closed on game days it's not totally closed well it's closed on friday night they, they oh, okay. closed it down the, the friday before um, got it got it got it i was i was kind of screaming at the guys on waiting since last saturday when uh when they were talking about that i was like it's closing on friday <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't close just four hours before the game it's closing on friday uh, <laughs> which makes it which makes it which makes it suck even worse because like i said yeah. that you know you know uh, let's say you 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 roll in the town to go to the hair Her- Hergert Library to go and check out the chalice, mm-hmm. and then you want to walk across, walk across the, you know, walk across the bridge, and you know, it may not, it may, it may not be open because it's going to be, it's going to be closed. Yeah, I feel like it. I traditionally did not like navigate the bridge on game day until the last few years, and now I've kind of accustomed to it you know we've been welcomed at multiple tailgates and it's actually an easy way to get from one to one to the other or has been right like if we were at greg's and we wanted to go over to hug dogs you could do that uh on mm-hmm. our on our major trek tennessee game last year where we were logan's to tony's to, to jason's to greg's all that right i mean like it, it definitely comes in handy there um so that stinks but i mean it also stinks of it's a ticketed area and like you're saying like the folks that don't have tickets i mean you can watch the game from there. Um, and now it's part of the stadium. And so you're taking that away. And I know some people have kind of harkened it back to when they closed in the other end of the stadium, you know, that wasn't always enclosed. Um, folks, folks used to watch from the train tracks. Now it's not, I don't think it's entirely the same. There's not exactly the same level of, uh, being able to view it as well from the bridge as I think there was from the train tracks. So it's a little different, but it is still, there's a bit of that lens to it. Uh, and I, I listened to wait and sits last Saturday as well. And I think, you know, that's kind of, you know, We've talked about John. How many times? How many times have we talked about when you ask why? The answer is money, right? And so this is—they're going to make more money out of this in some way. There's going to be something going on on that side. And again, it's now a ticketed area. So, I mean, I—I I think it does help as far as like moving around within the stadium. Like they've done stuff to open up the concourses, et cetera, and it helps move around there. But generally speaking, though, yeah, I'm not—I'm not a fan either. I mean, I—I I like it. I—I. I, I like it for the ease of walking around on game day. But then also, again, just that you're not going to see, you know, you'd be sitting there in a game and you see people walking across the bridge and I guess right. you still will, but they'll have tickets and they're just, you know, they're just patrons of the, of the games. That, that's, I don't know why, but that's different to me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be different. Like when you go to dog walk, like it's going to be a little bit more sterile now because there won't be people up on the bridge clamoring for space, little children trying to look through the, you know, through the the railings from the from the bridge, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. That is a big um, difference. Dog walk is a big difference, actually. Yeah, I, I think that it changes. It's going to change the whole vibe of dog walk. It's going to make it even more chaotic at Tate. Um, the foot traffic there is going to be even worse. I know that Logan has been very positive about it and I've tried to like adhere to some of the positivity that they have mentioned, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, when, when Tanner Steins was, was sitting there talking about the alternatives, like, Oh, well, you can just go down these stairs, walk across, which is literally walking across. I I, I don't know how those, those Tate patrons like hug dog and those folks that pay a, a, a hefty premium for those tailgate spots. Mm-hmm. um to have literally everybody's going to be walking across there so now there's going to be like a whole alumni situation because those stairs that they're talking about are were fairly you know they, they, they weren't really traversed all that much now yeah. they're going to be very heavily traversed um and then yeah. the tate center good grief like that was always <laughs> that's always been a cluster now it's going to be even worse like yeah. I just can't even. And then the, the river road option, like, I'm like, really? Like we're, we're talking about going down river road, like from trying to get from South campus to, to North campus. Like to me, that just doesn't like, yeah, I, I remember taking that walk from the spot well, at the time. It was like this, I think it was the psychology building down there walking up that hill sucks, man. Like, and the other, the other factor that I look through it as, cause I have, you know, you and I, we have a fraternity brother, um, Josh, you know, his, his son is a special needs, um, you know, a special needs kid and they have, they have yeah. needs and they have a, you know, if, if they want to bring their kids to the game and stuff, it, it just makes things even more complex. And you're talking about the, the first thing out of your mouth is alternative routes, like around, which like mm-hmm. is not direct uphill and then he mentioned stairs like what like really like that it just yeah. it's just not even so like basically if you're a special needs person or an elderly person like if you have an, a, a grandparent or your dad you know that you want to bring like if i were to bring my father to a game like i've been trying to bring him to a games for forever but he just doesn't move around he's not as spry as he once was right mm-hmm. so it would be a nightmare for him I'm i'm also curious like how many people are going to be surprised by it on game day, you know, like, yeah, you know, like sure. how many people is the word really getting out? People are going to just go there because that's where they go. Right. And they're going to get stopped. So um, we'll see. I guarantee, we'll see what you, I guarantee yeah. you for the first few weeks, it's going to be kind of a, that's why I say like, I, I, I'll be, it'll be interesting to where the silver dogs are. Yeah. That's a good call. Good call. All right. Let's talk about some happier things. We got, we got a couple of news and notes. I know we wanted to hit. Uh, hey, do you remember that time we won the national championship back to back? <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was awesome. Uh, we we the the AP All American team came out today. Uh, Georgia has four first teamers in Brock Bowers, no surprise. Cedric Van Pran, Malachi Starks, and Jamon Demus Johnson, and then uh, Javon Bullard is a second teamer. Uh, I've got amazing. this. I've got this Brock Bowers fella on my on my list of, of players to watch. He's pretty good, right? I, uh, I think he, he's he's going to be pretty good with the old foosball. I mean, talk about differences now between 2021 when you bought that bourbon for the first time when you were on your way to Charlotte. Brock Bowers was but a mere freshman, you know, we hadn't really seen him. <laughs> we didn't know what we we talked about. Him. We actually talked about him as a player to watch, but we didn't really know. We did. You know? We did talk about him. Yeah. Oh, boy, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Um, <laughs> this Brock, this Brock Bowers fella has been turning <laughs> a lot of heads. <laughs> but we now we do now know who will be throwing the ball to him. So that you know the first time. I guess not the first time, right? I mean, I was going to say the first time someone other than the mailman, but it was JT Daniels to begin with in 2021. And he, so he did play some with him. Um, but, you know, I guess not a great kept secret. Every, everyone's assumption was confirmed uh, with Carson Beck officially being named QB1 by Kirby Smart. So I'm kind of surprised that he announced that, but I guess I shouldn't be. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, it's definitely not like, I mean, <laughs> Good gracious, like talking about like who's going to replace the mailman from back to back national championships. Like, if anything, this is the biggest quarterback battle that he's ever had to really deal with. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess you could maybe argue Fields and Fromm, but like, really, like, Fromm had, had proven himself, he was the returning quarterback. So, like, exactly, this, this is like, there's the, we're in uncharted territory in the Kirby Smart regime. Which you know, to, speaking of, like I thought that like in the in the gap year there when we were trying to when we were flirting with Daniels being the starter and Stetson eventually won out, Dewan mm-hmm. Mathis was in there. Wasn't Carson Beck? Didn't he like for didn't he get a shot there for a little bit? Wait, are you talking in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? In the um, in the, in the in first natty season or in the COVID year? In the COVID year. So in the COVID year, Beck redshirted. So like he was here. But he never but didn't he play. Mm-mm, no, was that was that when they could play like a couple of games? You could. I, but I don't recall Beck ever playing. I could be wrong, but he definitely that, didn't play enough to not red or yeah to like lose his red shirt. For some reason, like it's sticking out in my mind because I remember like when we were like, oh, Carson Beck's not it. Like maybe he wasn't starting, but like uh, for some reason, I had a, an inkling that he like came in in some games. So he did in twenty twenty one. So like, twenty twenty one, I'll refresh, I'll refresh your memory. So in 2021, okay. it was that UAB game, right? When yeah, it was a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was the game where JT was hurt, um, mm-hmm. and the rumor all week was that it was going to be Beck, um, and he was totally expected to be the starter. And then come around, come kickoff, Stetson started, and everyone was kind of like, "What?" You know, and like a lot of people kind of freaked out. And then Beck eventually came in and threw a pick six. Is yeah, yeah. As, as I recall, as I recall, like that was, yeah, that was, that was like, oh man, he looked like a deer. He looked like a deer in headlights. Yeah. I did just look, he had, he had zero passing attempts in 2020. I can say that he's not done my stats that I have from 2020 Beck. Yeah. He played so. in one game, but yeah. Okay. Okay. It was, it had to have been the 2021 um, UAB game. Cause yeah, I remember, we yeah. I'll, I'll paint the picture for you. I remember that he <laughs> He he came in and there was there was a it was a situation where we were kind of close to the goal line. Maybe we we're inside the red zone or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was he was going up and down the line trying to direct traffic or whatever. And I just remember thinking like it's kind of like when a a guy steps up to take a PK and they like they zoom in on his face to before he takes the kick mm-hmm. and then you zoom in on the goalkeeper and then there's like this gap where you know the referee has to blow the whistle or whatever. Um, yeah. But like I remember Carson like looked like a guy that was just gonna miss the penalty kick. You know what I mean? Like you just you could just <laughs> right. tell. You could just tell that he's got the there's there's no way that this is gonna work. Like he, he's yeah. he's not the guy. And now here we are. And and he he's looked he's looked great in everything that we've seen. Um yeah. I heard the you know, practice reports that he was, you know, maybe I think I think that this kind of applied to a lot of a lot of folks. Like they started camp slow, but he's really starting to find his rhythm. He's just been 
uh, he's been named the the starter in a quarterback battle that has never happened at the University of Georgia with Kirby Smart as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it speaks volumes to how far the kids come, and I'm hoping that we can finally put a Sean Kemp tomahawk dunk on the whole Kirby Smart quarterback situation because I have a feeling he's going to have a big year. Yeah, I mean, well, and let's not forget, John, that he has a great haircut for fall camp, uh, not unlike yeah, Stetson last yeah. year. So yeah, he's he, he's cut the he's cut the long the long locks, and we just need we just need that offensive line to get him faded up. And no, he it's yeah, it's Cedric yeah. Van Pranda to get him faded up. Uh, no, he, he doesn't have the long lock. He 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 cut the long locks. He's got the he's got the. That's what I'm saying. Okay, That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay, but he he, he shaved you. he shaved his head, but he didn't get faded. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay, you wanted to take it to that next step. I yeah, got we gotta go to the I next step. I got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, like how weird is it though? I mean, like, is that I guess is that the number one concern for you is like replacing Stetson? Because I'm gonna frame it, I'm gonna frame it that way. Because it again, it's so odd just thinking back like to 2020 or shoot, even go back further, <laughs> you know, like 2019. Um, that we would say something like that. Um, which I mean. I, I I think we're all starting to realize that you know what Stetson Bennett was just really good, right? Um, and he's looked the, he's looked good thus far in the preseason in the NFL. Um, I mean, it's you know, I mean, we're, we're we've got to replace a two-time national champion, four-time playoff game MVP. Um, you know, so he's got a big he's got a big shadow to cover, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I would say that this team goes the way that Carson Beck goes. Um, and I'll and I'll caveat that with he doesn't necessarily have to play like Stetson, yeah. In order for this team to succeed, he just needs to control the game. And you know, I I don't want to give the kid uh, a game manager kind of nameplate here, um, but he just he just needs to let the process play out. You know what I mean? Like not force balls, not put the ball into danger because our defense is going to be lights out. And, you know, one thing that we do know about Mike Bobo is his ability to kind of coach up quarterbacks. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, Mm -hmm. that fact will, will help him because he's got a whole host of, he's got a whole host of resources upon which to, to draw here. Um, And I think Bobo kind of knows that. So I'll say that Carson Beck is definitely going to be, you know, the way that this offense goes is going to start and end with, with how Carson Beck manages the game and mm-hmm. manages his mistakes in particular. Yeah. I think that's a, man, I hadn't even really thought of that. That's, that's a good call. Cause like Stetson definitely could just forget about it. You know, like he was pretty good about wiping the slate clean, move on to the next play. You mess up. You know, forget it, move on, and then ball out. I mean, I mean, I mean, he he nearly gave the game away against Ohio State. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. And then, <laughs> yeah. But then he just he just turned around. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, didn't have be, have be a, sh- a goldfish, Carson. Be a goldfish. <laughs> you know, Stetson had the shaky start in the first natty. You know, had the weird fumble. <laughs> he just ran out of the field, fumbled it. But then, you know. Through through all the there's touchdowns, so there's a whole there's a whole swath of people that are like goldfish. What the hell is he talking? About? <laughs> gotta watch, gotta watch, gotta Ted, watch Lasso. Ted Lasso. Gotta watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> um, I know, like, so I, if you're listening, this I don't know if this will be out yet or not, but I have been going back. I I so I've been working on a hype video because uh, I know we had a lot of people that kind of 
really enjoyed the Ex- song. Expect it. <laughs> expect expect it. And uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of pressure, frankly. But, damn it, damn it, Jim. Where does the, where's the right? Video? <laughs> so it's it's made. It just hasn't been dropped yet. It should be dropping soon. But you know, going through it and and looking at it, um, and just looking at what we have coming back. I I'd say especially on defense, but on offense even, right? Like, um, you know, obviously Brock. Um, but I think like some of the, to me, the biggest thing that I think we'll miss is Kenny McIntosh or like, cause I don't think we have a guy like that, um, this year in the running back room. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to see how, you know, Bobo, Bobo utilizes the running backs and see how that goes. Um, but you know, I do, I will say, uh, there's no, there's no AD Mitchell in the hype video because he's not here anymore. And that's one of the patterns I followed um, from last year is basically only use players that are, that were returning in it. Um, so I did follow that, but you know, there, there are, man, like it was, uh, it was interesting just finding like how many big plays lad made, um, you know, found some great uh, footage of Dylan Bell and all those guys. Um and you know where we do ha- well, we do have uh, Ad Mitchell having gone to the portal. We've also got two guys <laughs> that have come in, in Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic Lovett. So I'm really excited about Lovett. Um, I think Lovett Lovett is the guy to really watch um, coming in from that bunch, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I know he he lit it up at Missouri. Um, so I'm excited to see what Love it does. Love it does in the bubble offense, especially you know, with people who are going to be focusing on Brock Bowers, right? So I'm excited about Love it. I hope that we give. I hope that we give teams a, a reason to to focus on on Brock Bowers. Um, you know, I I would love to see him win the Bolitnikov. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Wasn't he like named like a uh, a preseason like? A preseason candidate for that award, right? For the Bolitnikov Award? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to put glasses on it. I have to put glasses on it. The soundboard is back, by the way. <laughs> the soundboard. Does it at all? <laughs> it, clearly, it clearly is. Um, I, I, I know yeah, he I was Mackie. Mackie is the tight end award. But you're talking about the, just the receiving award. Yeah, uh, I thought that there was like a... I thought he was like kind of listed for the... the preseason, but maybe that'd not. Be, maybe, I made that, maybe I made that up. But that would be amazing. Yeah, let's just... Let's no, just go you, ahead and just. No, you're right. You're right. I was right. You're right. Uh, yeah, Brock Bowers, like... Lad McConkey, and Dominic Lovett have each been named to the 2023 Bolitnikov Award watch list. Well done. I believe John. I believe that he is one of two tight ends to be named to that list, if I remember correctly. There's a tight end. I think it's from Syracuse. Yes, Gads Gadsden, okay. some guy from Syracuse, which like. I I don't know anything about that. He must be pretty good because he's in he's he's in there with Brock Bowers. So um yeah. anyway, yeah. So I, I hope that we I hope that we dial up Brock early and often. I hope that Brock becomes the um go-to receiver that he had. One thing that I will mention, and this is this kind of goes back to um when Stetson was first starting out. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he had his his favorite. You know, he 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 had his favorite wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Because he had been working with them on the second team for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I wonder, like, is is Arian Smith maybe in that vein for mm-hmm. for Carson Beck? Like, because Arian wasn't exactly like you know he wasn't like necessarily the primary. He was also hurt. Yeah. So like, I feel like that it'll be interesting to see who who Beck's 
safety net is because, mm. you know, Stetson had AD, which was obviously not around. He had Brock, he had Ladd. Um, Ladd was another great example of, you know, someone that kind of had a breakout season in 21, right? Like mm. um, he had been working with Stetson on the second team. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys that have been kind of waiting their waiting their turn or maybe on the, on the bubble, so to speak, to see how they step up. And um, you mentioned love it. Like obviously love it has a lot of potential. Um, it's interesting to see because Bobo, you know, I, get, I realize it's like a, the same offense and probably same terminology or whatever, but there's still some nuance and mm-hmm. there's still some, some learning that's, that's going on there. I mean, shoot, look at Rara Thomas, you know, Rara, well, I have a feeling that a lot of his is probably due to his dis- poor decision making off the field. But yeah, um, you know, Rara was a breakout star in, in the SEC already. Like so, and he's maybe like third string at this point, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, I, I I think the wide receiver room is a lot deeper than than we than I originally thought. But as the summer wore on, like I started becoming less and less worried about it. I really hope that Arian Smith becomes get, I, I hope that he has like a full season of just perfect health because the yeah. kid has just been so unlucky, but when he's been healthy, he's been a revelation at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, as the offense goes, you know, Carson Beck's going to go here, pray for his healthy, you know, pray, pray that he stays healthy because behind that is where things get, you know, obviously there's a lot of talent there, but like, if I were to say, "Hey Jim, do you, how do you feel about putting Gunnar Stockton in there today?" Uh, I think things get a little bit more questionable on on how I feel about the quarterback position. Even I though, agree. even though, I, even though I know that he's talented and presents a whole other, you know, ball of wax for his game. You know, maybe he becomes a little bit more mobile or whatever. Because that's one thing that I'm a little worried about with Carson in terms of his mobility. Um, I think there were some listener questions that are also kind of concerned about that too, the ability to create things with his feet. Um, offensive line, I'm not worried about. Defense, I'm obviously not worried about. Um, wide yeah. receivers, I don't have a whole lot of reason to worry about. But the running back position is the other kind of up-in-the-air position group. Outside of Dejan Edwards, which, you know, I've been calling for, I've been calling for that little cannonball ever since <laughs> I saw him in 2021. Like, that boy good. You know? Yes. yes. <laughs> I felt like I was in the Eddie Murphy movie. That boy good. Uh, but uh he's been a mad guy to podcast favorite ever since we saw him. Yes, yes. The the unofficial official what running back of my guy podcast, if you will. Um yeah, I, I think that I think that the running back group is another question mark really on this yeah. offense because behind Dejon Edwards you've got Kendall Milton and love Kendall. I, I really, really, really wish that he would be a hundred percent healthy wire to wire here, but he's already he's already tweaked the hamstring again. Yeah. And he's already out again. And we have Andrew Paul, which you know, we've heard about, you know, how, how he's got all the talent in the world, but he's also nursing an injury, right? Yeah, he's coming back from ACL towards ACL yeah. fall camp last year. Which, so. as we've seen from Nick Chubb, takes a while to come back. But once you do come back, you have the ability to succeed at a high level if you yeah. put in, you know, if you do the rehab and all, all those things. But, um, and who is uh, Cash Jones? Cash Jones obviously yeah, has. Yeah, got Cash Jones. Yeah, well, you got uh, Branson Robinson, right? Which we saw him, you know, carry as a true freshman, what, two touchdowns in that championship game. 
Um, but he's coming off injury as well, no, right? So yeah, it's just we, not a healthy. We're probably room. not. We're probably not. Uh, he's he's probably. I, I'm most excited about him. Yeah. Like if I if I had to be excited about anybody, I would say that you know Dejan Edwards is kind of like a little chub or whatever. But Branson Robinson is like a mini chub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, I or, like what I saw of him last year. I hate I hate that about him with inju- his injury. I I don't know. Like I don't know what to make of it. Like I I just kind of feel like. Georgia tends to find a guy when things like this happen. Um, I, you know, tend to look to the past for things like this. And I think back to like, uh, what, like 2013, um, 2014, um, those years, right. Where we had like all kinds of injuries. And then, uh, you know, you've got, you've got guys coming off the bench, you know, you can have true freshman guys step up uh, like that one year we had what, um, like JJ Green coming out of nowhere, right? Uh, Brendan Douglas, like that year, right? So I don't know. I, I feel like we'll find a guy. Um, I mean, I think you know Edwards can can carry the load. We just need more depth. So um, yeah, that, that that I think to me that's the concerning position right now. Just, oh. And it's and it's just on health, really. So obviously there'll be some tests, there'll be some pokes and prods in the first few games. But I'll tell you where we're probably going to find out that you know that first that first game that first real test against South Carolina when you have a middle linebacker coming in on a blitz I'll be watching just as much as you will on if Dejon Edwards is not in that game because I feel like Dejon will not have any problems with that play picking up mm-hmm. that blitz is who can pick up that blitz who can pick up the blindside blitz who can pick up the middle linebacker coming through the the A gaps or whatever like you know who 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 can step up and, and lay a block on, on a guy that's coming through running free? Because like I said, you know, Beck is not, Beck, Beck is not Stetson. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, the, the plays that, you know, that he pulls out of his, out of his yin yang where he's just running around and diving for the pylon, maybe he'll surprise me. Cause you know, there's, there's some guys in the past, you know, we've had, you know, Stafford had some had some mm-hmm. wheels on him from time to time. Fromm had some wheels on him from time to time. Yeah, grief. Like remember we used to like just pull it, just pull it. No one thinks <laughs> you're gonna run it. No one, yeah, no one, right. no one thinks you're gonna run it. Are we gonna have those moments with Beck? You know that kind of thing. We'll see. Mm. I, I I mean in in the times we've seen Beck, we have seen him be willing to pull the ball and run on his own read. So I think that's I know like he he will do it. So that's good. And it really you just need the threat that it might happen. Unlike right. 2019 Jake from where you knew he wasn't going <laughs> to, he wasn't going to, um, but yeah, I guess like with the, so the, where, what I started mentioning earlier and you were saying like, you're not worried about the, the, the defense that was where, when I was going through to make this, to make the hype video watching, like seeing again, like trying to filter out the plays made by guys who, who are not coming back. Right. So the guys who are in the NFL, et cetera, uh, I didn't have to do a whole lot of filtering. I mean, just the amount of talent we have coming back. Um, you know, maybe some of the like, you know, there's not a Jordan Davis, there's not a Jalen Carter, but uh there is a Michael Michael Williams, a no different position on the on the end of the defensive line. But that kid was really came on. I mean, he you know started right away as a true freshman, but really I feel like can kind of came into his own late in the year. And then we've got just like the plethora of interior linemen who have played a lot of football for us, have made a lot of plays. And again, I think they're probably not as flashy um, as, you know, as like a, a Jordan Davis or a Julian Carter, but you know, you got Zion Logue, you got Warren Brinson, you got Shamil Waltauer, all these guys um, 
I'm I'm excited to see them kind of get to get to shine and have a bit of that spotlight. And then just up the middle of defense. I mean, with Jamon Dumas Johnson in the middle, and then with our our safeties, I'm really excited about that. Just the middle of the field. Um, you know, I, I I'm what I'm really interested to see is uh having with, with Bullard shifting over to safety. So having uh, Malachi Starks and Bullard as the safeties, and then you've got you know Tyke Smith maybe in the slot or in the you know um of the star position. Maybe it'll be somebody else. We'll see. Um, but that that excites me. Will we see West Virginia Tyke Smith emerge? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. We will find out. We will find out. So I, you, you mentioned you mentioned his name. I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Like we have right. a former All American, <laughs> yeah, defensive yeah. back. <laughs> right, right. So I don't know. To me, I mean, to me, the, the, the question mark is who's replacing Keely Ringo opposite uh, Kamari Lasseter. So we've got Kamari Lasseter, you know, locked down those number one cornerback. Is, who's going to start opposite him? And that's that's the big question that we don't know the answer to yet. I, I actually think that we do have the answer to that. Um, okay. I believe it's going to be Humphrey. Yeah, that is what that's kind of what we're that, doing. I mean, he is apparently like I mean, as far as like freshmen go, like he's gonna be like the Malachi Starks of this of this defense. Like just he's he stepped in and basically has been with the ones ever since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think another guy that uh has been getting a lot of talk is uh Aguero. Yeah. Uh, Aguero. 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 Yeah, I, I'm triggered by Aguero as a Manchester United fan. Sorry for those those of you that don't know Aguero. Yes, we gotta get. Uh, you know, what, as we're as we're talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check to make sure I'm not lying. We've still got to get the Scott Howard pronunciation guides back. Uh, they still appear to be gone. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, we could we could have pulled that up to confirm, but uh, yeah, those sound bites are not on the website like they used to be. And I just checked; they're still not there. Gotta get that fixed. We gotta get that fixed. Yeah, can any anybody with connections to uh, Scott Howard and the UGA broadcast crew? Let's have him push it. I don't know what the deal is because there are other schools that use like the Maybe same. Dan- can can Dancer like get on him on a, about that? Like, what's what can what can we do about that? Yeah, we got we got to check. We got to check. I don't know. I know there are other schools that use basically like the same like website builder or whatever a template that we have, and and they still have it. So I don't know. I've noticed that. Uh, with some op- opponent research over the last year. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's a Kirby Smart, Glenn Schumann, Will Muschamp defense. I expect it to uh, you know, continue to do what it does. Um and we're gonna keep playing Georgia football. I don't know. Like I it's think we've got this stream we'll, rolling, right? So I th- I feel like all right, so I feel like this is like one of those situations where, you know, Kirby Smart has enough of a body of work, sans Nick Saban. To kind of mm-hmm. showcase that me like everybody always said like hey that defense is is Nick Saban's defense like Kirby Smart just runs it kind of thing right. maybe that was true for a certain extent but like ever since Kirby left like that defense has not been the same yeah and it's kind of gotten to the point now where it's like eh, maybe we don't need to worry about defense as long as Kirby Smart's here you know what <laughs> I mean like yeah. it doesn't really matter who who the defensive coach is like we've got Shu which is you know he's great. But I, if if Kirby Smart is is roaming the sideline, that you rest assured that he's going to have eyeballs on the defense. Yeah, yep. Especially at the secondary position. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, again, I it, it feels weird that 
I don't know. I think part of my issue back to like when I was like, are you ready for the season? Like we had such a short summer here that I'm like all thrown off um, here in North Carolina. So I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's rapidly approaching. I'm excited. And like I said, going, making that, making that video kind of got me more excited, got me back into the mode and looking about all this stuff and uh, just being excited about what we've, what we've got coming back and some of the individual players has been, that was fun. So check for it on the socials. Hopefully it's out. Hopefully it's out already if you're listening to this, but if not, it'll be out soon. Right. All right. What, what else you got? I don't, we got a bunch of listener questions, but I don't know if we're ready to go there just yet. I'll, I'll give you the floor if you had anything else. Oh, I guess the only thing floor related, it's not UGA related, but like uh, it'll be kind of pivoting to the, the overall conversations that are going on in college football. And maybe mm-hmm. we should hit this on the news and notes, but um I just, I, you asked me that and it just kind of popped in my head. Like, man, what, how do we, how do we feel about the expansion and all that stuff? Like, how are we feeling about Florida state going private equity and things like that? Like, I hate all of it. I hate all of it. Yeah. Like, like what are we doing here? Like, this is it's, ridiculous. It's very, I, I definitely have the very much like get off my lawn feeling about it. Um, my hope, and I've said this, uh, and I've read other people, this is not like something that I came up with on my own, but what I could see happening is that everything expands to the point that we end up kind of going backwards. And so my my joke that I keep making is that the Big Ten gets so big and adds so many West Coast teams that you end up with a Big Ten East that is basically the old Big Ten and a Big Ten West that's basically the old Pac-10. And the Big Ten championship game is played in the Rose Bowl. And we've basically gone back to having the Big Ten and the Pac-10. Um, because it's going to, you're going to get so, everything's going to get so spread out and you're going to have everything so widespread that we're going to be like, oh, well, you know, these teams have to travel so far. We should regionalize this thing. <laughs> like what it used to be. I, so I could see some of the conferences getting so big that they kind of go back to a division thing that kind of is similar to the old conference maps. And maybe part of that is wishful thinking because I don't, I don't like where it's heading. Um, I don't want to be NFL light. I wanted to be college football because I don't I don't watch college football because it's the best football players in the planet. Those guys are in the NFL. You watch college football. It's like what we talked about with Jason Hasty, right? I mean, it it is a regional thing. I mean, that's why it got so popular. Um, and I don't I know why. Again, the answer is always money when you ask why. <laughs> like, I know that's why. But I, it's it, it's disappointing that that's it to me. Um, I feel like you're going to you're hurting what makes college football so special but the ratings are going to continue to go up and people are going to watch and everyone's going to make more money so they're not going to really care so i don't know sorry that's that's my debbie downer stake on it but i'm I, I hope that um that it necessitates some form of breaking off eventually right where you do end up with it being a little bit more regional again but there's going to be I'm an gonna... interim period before we get there I'm going to pose, I'm going to pose something. You, you just gave me an, a nice jumping off for the point that I wanted to make that has kind of been circling in my head ever since, especially ever since Florida State talked about going like basically private equity, right? Um, there was a very traditional entity that recently had an uproar and created huge conflict across the entire sport and completely changed the sport when money got thrown into the equation. Do you remember that? NIL? No. It actually is not <laughs> college football. Okay. But, so, no, so, but that was but that was a catalyst. That I mean that's part of that's part of the catalyst that's let's let us down this 
yeah. uh, this hill um, with the snowball effect. Okay, so but I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you just tell me what you're talking about? I am going to tell you. Um, <laughs> well, you're a golfer, so the, mm. the, live, the live golf situation. Okay, yeah. I absolutely a thousand percent can foresee something like that happening. Like mm. if you talk about like the the blue blooded like situation that golf is and how easily money came in foreign foreign money outside money or outside influence came in and basically just like sucked the energy out of a sport um i we, we've seen it you know, uh british bulldog and i have seen it at the the soccer on um, from the soccer side of things um there in particular this past summer there was a huge huge influx of of like big like players you you heard about Messi coming to mls mm. um that that's great um frankly saudi arabia made him a much better offer from a financial standpoint like like dollars up front right um anyway um but there's been a huge amount of stars that have gone to saudi arabia that you're like wait i thought they were on this team no they play in saudi arabia now mm. Like all it takes is something like that, an entity of Qatar, an entity of Saudi Arabia to come into the SEC and offer teams like Florida State, offer teams like Nebraska, offer teams like, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, the Penn States of the world, um, the Auburns of the world, the Floridas of the world. Think about those teams that are super desperate for something to get immediate traction. The Miami, I mean, shoot, like I said, Messi, like the Miamis of the world. that are just desperate to be relevant again. And as we've seen with some of these, like the NIL, like what we were talking about, like Kirby Smart alluded to it at SEC Media Days, it's all about NIL. And if you can come in with a Saudi-backed or a Qatari-backed fund that is basically a bottomless pit of government oil, government-owned oil money that is that that basically shatters to death the texas a&m situation Mm. um and and anything that texas could potentially throw at it um that could that could that could make waves in this in this sport and at that point you could basically say well well, we've we've invested in these four five six teams we're going to make our own little conference and it's going to be called the the live (laughs) right yeah the live football conference or whatever and we're just going to wait and we're, we'll wait it out for a year until the NCAA and the rest of the blue buds say, oh, hey, we, we kind of want all that. And then a takeover happens. You know what I mean? And that and yeah, yeah. Inst- instantly we're in Champions League football or, you know, mm. <laughs> Super League football, which is, I mean, that's absolutely where this whole thing ends. Well, like, that that, that it's, is it's the... ultimately going to end in Super League NFL light football, period. Regardless of where all that stuff goes, this is the last season of the 14 college football playoff. Uh, college football will be forever changed after this season. Yeah. Um, Enjoy it. So, yeah, I mean, this is it, right? I mean, we get expanded playoff, the single soul crushing loss that is part of what has made college football special to me. And part of it is kind of selfish in that, like, we experienced so many of those um, over the years. And I always told myself, you know, one of these days it's all going to be worth it because we're going to get to that mountaintop and, you know, we're going to, we're going to overcome it and we're going to get there. And now we have, and now like, but people aren't going to have to deal with that going forward anymore. <laughs> so, it's, so I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, but. 
I would love, and I and I hope that Kirby Smart, you know, we're, we're, we've talked about like the the angles that he tries to find, like like let's let's finish it up, you know, like let's 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 be the last the the last uh, <laughs> the last national champion before everything got completely foobar. Yeah, you and, know? and like, you know let's, what? Let's let's just let's just dunk on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, if we if if we can, you know, finish this run out and finish on a three peat run of the four team college football playoff, it's going to make the rest of college football like even happier that it was going to twelve because <laughs> they're like, well, maybe now someone else can have a chance. <laughs> yeah, maybe someone else can have a chance. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. I just, right. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure we're just going to change. We're going to change teams from you know Alabama, Ohio State. Maybe it'll be Michigan that'll have it somebody hurt wide receivers hurt <laughs> nice nice all right well let's why don't we uh why don't we go to the listener questions if you're cool with that yeah sorry i didn't mean to deviate us off of our <laughs> that's okay playing the deck it's our so, no, it's our podcast <laughs> that's right we can do it all right let's see let's start off with chad jarvis does georgia have a 1000 yard rusher and 1000 yard receiver and do we go back-to-back years with a heisman candidate I don't know that we have a thousand yard receiver, but I believe we have a thousand yard rusher. Okay. I can get behind that. Considering we've only had one thousand yard receiver ever receiver ever, I can go with that. Um on the Heisman thing, here's the deal. My my stance on us having a Heisman candidate is if we run the regular season table again, then we're gonna have a Heisman finalist because we're gonna be the best team in the country and someone off the best team in the country is going to New York. I don't know who it is. It could be Carson Beck. If he's the start of the whole season and we do that, it could be Brock Bowers. Um, but that's that's my stance. It all it all it it hinges on our on our record. Because Brock Bowers is the biggest name and biggest star on this team, but it's hard to get there as a tight end. Uh but if we go, you know, if we run the table, then I think I think it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. So okay. was the question was the question like will we or yeah will do we go back to back years with a Heisman ca- candidate we had one last year Stetson was in New York do we have anyone in New York this year I yeah I th- I, I, I say we do yeah yeah I think it's it's going to be a toss up on on how you how you absorb it but I do think that Brock Bowers is going to get his yards I think yeah. that if he gets his yards and Carson Beck stays healthy, then Carson Beck's obviously the one throwing him the ball. I, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like that's that's the way it's, it sets up. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right, Fletcher Proctor, who will be the new unofficial official wide receiver of My Got a Podcast now that Kiaris Jackson is gone? And then he said, "Is this picture a clue?" Because the gif the gif for this episode soliciting questions was one Lad McConkey doing the finger guns. In the national championship, uh, and he has a second question. But I don't know, John. Are we ready to? Re- are we ready to announce who? I don't think we're ready to say who who someone's going to be. It has to be a little bit more organic. We haven't. We've never had a podcast. We've never had my God a podcast in a world where there's no Kiaris Jackson on the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> I feel like it needs to evolve naturally. Yes, because yes, that that evolved naturally. That was an organic thing, right? Like we didn't come into the season knowing that. That just kind of developed. So. I think we got to let the season play out a little bit. I mean, maybe Brock Bowers could be the unofficial. <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, can the unofficial official wide receiver be a tight end? 
<laughs> Apparently, if he can win the Bolitnikov. <laughs> uh, that's true. 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 Uh, okay, so Fletcher, we'll get back to you. We'll we will see as the season progresses. We'll, we'll name one. I don't think we're quite ready to name one TBD, yet. TBD, TBD. We may have some things going. So he said, also, who is the most gifable player this year? And then he said, and more must champ gifts, please. So you know, I'm all in the feels about Stetson. Being I have gone. an answer. I have an answer. To oh, this. you do? Because yes. I because Stetson has been so gifable for the last couple I, of years. So who I, is I it mean, now? I mean, it's got to be Lad. Like, it's got to be yeah, Finger Guns himself. Like, that's true. Mr. Mr. I'm just going to drop a gif, a gifable moment for everyone. Like, yeah, no, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be Lad. And if it's not Lad, it'll be someone on the defense. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that works. I don't, I don't think I have any. The, the, so, okay. So the only other, I feel like it's not going to be Beck. I feel like Beck isn't incredibly like he's not like Stetson but there is the one from last year we didn't make but I know I've, I've seen the video of his reaction to when Brock Bowers made like the juggling catch against Florida and he like had his hands on his face that, that was a, a gifable moment but very different <laughs> so yeah we'll have to watch that um all right he's let's a see. quiet leader he's a quiet leader that's right. that's right that's right oh and more must champ gifts please so we got to get must champ on tv uh but I agree we, we you know we've got a few uh I think we can make that happen is he going to be? Oh, here he could be a question. Is he going to be in the booth or is he going to be on the sideline? I would assume he's still on the sideline. I don't know yeah. the answer. Like if I he's on the sideline, that makes it a lot harder. You think it's harder? Get... It's harder. It's harder to get a giftable moment for Muschamp, especially. Well, I'll just say this: it's harder for us to get a giftable moment for Muschamp these days hmm. than it is in the past. Because number one, like he's not the head coach, and he's not like super. You know, we, the opportunities for the camera to pan to him are are Got lower. It. I feel yeah. like the the camera pans to the folks in the booth, and yeah, like that's where that's where we've gotten Monken and Hartley high fiving and all those kinds of things. Like True. the booth, the booth people are isolated and have more opportunity for emotions to be shown. Whereas, like whenever they zoom in on Muschamp, I feel like these days he's first of all he's got his glasses down to his nose which makes it like impossible to see his face and yes. he's looking at his card and he's like looking up like looking like your dad like <laughs> i need i need to get my flashlight out here in longhorn hold on <laughs> uh, yes that is true maybe we just need like old man gifts of mustang maybe we should just get gifts that we it. what i would love to have him do is to just have those glasses down like that like all the way down to the down to his nose and and just uh, just just chewing some guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he doesn't he doesn't do that as much anymore. He doesn't do it as nearly as much. No. Uh, all right. Let's see. We got we got a couple of questions about the kicker situation. So Meg Hires and Howard Four. Uh, Howard How are the kickers looking? What's the kicker situation? Um, you Listen, know, across- all I know is we're set on punter. <laughs> That's where I was going to say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. So punter aside, um, I, uh, so it sounds like they have not uh, like named a place, place kicker just yet, uh, but it sounds like it's down to Jared Zirkle and Peyton Woodring. Um, I know I've seen some stuff on the Dog Central board about them. One thing I find interesting, I don't even see Woodring as a true freshman. So he's like the freshman kicker that we signed out of this last class. And uh-huh. he's not even on like the roster on Georgia Dogs, so I don't know if it's not fully updated or what the deal is, but I know this, he's there. So this kicker, this kicker slander, just uh, this disrespect for kickers, I hate right? it. Right? Like, uh, so I don't know what's up with that, but look for it to be one of those two guys. 
Um, yeah, I mean, that is a, that is a change. Um, you know, we've had jackpot the last three years. Um, so, you know, kicker change for sure. Uh, that is, that is, a, that is a place to watch for sure. Cause we haven't seen, well, we've definitely never seen Woodring and we've only seen Circle do, um, like more kind of mop up kicking duty in general. So, um, wasn't it at Woodring that was, was kicking like 50 yarders in practice or the scrimmage the other day? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, it sounds like they're actually both kicking very well in, in, uh, fall camp thus far is what I've heard. So, right. But I don't know. I mean, uh, Woodring was very highly touted. So, for whatever that's worth, if, if you if you follow the, the kicker uh, recruiting rankings, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. Um, but we'll we've got to follow that. Don't know yet, right? All right, Noah Medwed. Which game this season will rack up the most expensive ticket? Last year was Tennessee, around six hundred dollars or somewhere in that range. Uh, toughest ticket, I guess, in Athens. Um, um, that Kentucky game looms large. You used to think it's a Kentucky. It's either Kentucky or Ole Miss, but Kentucky, I think, is I feel like Kentucky is early enough that they can still have a pretty good record. Ole Miss is that is November 11th. We're pretty deep into the season. Um, if it's Ole Miss, that means that they are having a heck of a season. Um, so yeah, I think Kentucky's probably the best bet. I'll agree with you on that one, John. Yeah, I think ultimately it's going to be Kentucky. Uh, I can do a quick peruse on the secondary market currently to see what that's trending like. <laughs> I'm curious now, especially for, for Hunter's purposes. It appears to be Ole Miss. Oh, I uh, No, I take that back. Currently, it's South Carolina. Hmm. That's a 330 kickoff. So. Currently, it's South Carolina. <clears throat> two, 250 bucks on the website that I'm using. 250 bucks is the get-in price right now, followed okay. by... Ole Miss two oh seven, uh, and then Kentucky, the game that looms large, uh, one ninety five. Okay, so not a huge, huge variation across that. So yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Kentucky. It makes sense. Uh, let's see, Will Kaplan. Will, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, what are we eating this year? <laughs> we're gonna be eating the Chick Fil A pimento cheese sandwiches. Is what we're gonna be eating. <laughs> oh yes, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, who doesn't want to eat that, right? Like, I mean, oh my gosh, really? Like, yeah, I'm so this excited. Fall, about that. This fall, it's going to be the pimento cheese Chick fil A with uh, the jalapenos and the salted caramel or the whatever the caramel crunch milkshake that they've got. Like, that's that's totally going to be a go to for when that when the actual fall slash autumn <laughs> stroll, strolls around. But if it's not that, then it's got to be Guthrie's, right? So that was going to be my that was going to be. <laughs> My only other point is, you know, Guthrie's is coming back to Athens. So will it be open in time for football season? I don't know the answer, but if it is, sorry, Will, I know you're big into the Raising Canes, but I got, I got to roll with Guthrie's. <laughs> sorry. And we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to, Jason Hasty, a couple of years ago, we're going to fill up the Auburn chalice with Guthrie sauce. And we're going to, we're going to dip chicken tenders in it. And it's going to be amazing. So. I, I don't even want to, Jason. These guys are savages. Like, I just want to pour creature comforts, classic city lager in it, and have, have a beer out of the chalice. Like, that's fair. Is... We should probably do that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the main thing. Uh, as always, uh, Panda's famous bean dip uh, is also always on the menu uh, for the season. So, Panda's famous bean dip has got to be on the menu this year. Didn't he? Didn't she bring it to? Uh, did she bring Panda's famous bean dip to the uh, Clemson game? Uh, not the Clemson game because we had to like pick oh, a train to get okay. to that. Yeah, yeah. 
did not. But we've we've brought it to multiple tailgates uh, last season. So we did. It made the rounds. Made the rounds. We did. I'll be bringing. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be bringing, sir. Uh, this is uh, breaking news. Late breaking news. Mm. Um, sort of. Although you knew this. Um, my daughter uh, is working at Nothing Bunt Cake. Mm, that's right. And I've already inquired about their UGA fair. Oh, nice. Nice. Bring in the desserts. I, I predict a red velvet cake in your future, Jim. <laughs> nice. I'm up for that. I've got a sweet tooth. <laughs> Dude, I, have you had those cakes? They're amazing. I have had those. Yes, they are amazing. They are not amazing. a sponsor yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got an in, you got an in there now. You got an in there. Do you have an in at the local Barrett Parkway location? Which, if you live in the area, my daughter is is working the the cash register and is probably going to try to upsell you uh, at the at, at nothing but cake. So uh, nice. Stop in and, and buy some. Uh, Dwight Dwight wants to know: Will British Bulldog be given the key to the city this year on his pilgrimage to Athens? Again, Kentucky looms large. Chris, we'll see you there. Uh, I uh, he, he's going to be given the keys to the athletic facility. I feel like because he's going to be making a triumphant return. That's right. <laughs> it's like the it's like the return of the the return of the king over there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and he gets to drink from the chalice, right? I think. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's British royalty. Like that's like a rule, right, Jason? Sorry. Uh, amazing. I mean, um, it probably it probably came from England anyway. So I don't know, I think Dwight. I'm gonna Dwight. If you're listening, I'm going to pose a question back to you because you're the arranger of things. So let's see. Let's see if you can make that happen for Chris. Um, he's, he's like he's like the wolf, right? Isn't, wasn't the wolf like the fixer? Like he's he's like the he's yeah. like the guy. Yes. He's like the guy in Reservoir Dogs that just like fixes everything. That's right. Uh, let's see, Brett Belding. If game day comes to Athens, which game will will be, and why did they pick that game? Uh, which game is wait? Game day? When, if, yeah. if we have if we have game day, when's it? When's it? Which one's it going to be? Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, I mean, I, I think it comes back to the same ones, right? So, like, I think if you look at the schedule right now, like, I guess the highest ranked team we have is Ole Miss, but that's pretty deep in the season. Um, if again, if it's Ole Miss, they have had a heck of a season um, to get that deep uh, to be there. Uh, I, I think. I mean, is it Kentucky again? Like, you know, could could Kentucky be undefeated heading into that October 7th? I think it's early enough. We'll, you know, I, I think it's probably Kentucky again. So we've heard a lot of, we've heard a lot of noise, a little, I mean, at least maybe, maybe I have, I don't know. My interpretation of some of these things is, is Missouri has been getting a lot of love lately. Hmm. Um, Missouri's schedule sets up very favorably for such an encounter. Um, mm, they got LSU. If, if they if they if they come out of LSU undefeated, a game day will be in Athens. Okay, all right. You're gonna I'm, go. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna say Missouri is the game that I am looking at. Okay. Um, and ooh, if 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 Miss if Ole Miss can can stay undefeated and stay unscathed, we could have game day in Athens two weeks in a row. Yeah, that's what that that keeps being my thing with with Ole Miss is that if Ole Miss can make it that deep. <laughs> And you know, be having that good of a season. That means that so one of the things it means was that they would have uh won at Alabama and then beat LSU at home in back to back weeks uh in September. Uh mm. they've got a they've got a tough schedule. Um they do get uh, Georgia Tech at home. Uh so I, I like that. Um but yeah, I and they've also got they've got Texas AM the week before Georgia. So Ole right, Miss so has a pretty cool schedule. So I'm going Kentucky. 
so call me crazy but i just i just think that old miss is just like i don't know do you think that that lane kiffin like i mean he's like cobbled together the he's like the opposite of kirby where he's like kirby's like very selective on some of these guys you know what i mean like he's not necessarily offering not, we're not dropping like the insane bags that some of these people are dropping to get get players whereas like kiffin's like the complete opposite he's like eh, we'll just piece together a roster from the from the portal we'll be fine yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also I mean, talking I, like, he's also talking like, eh, yeah, if, if we're, if we're good, we'll, we'll be fine. You know, like he just doesn't, he just doesn't seem like he's Joey Freshwater anymore. He's like, no, something definitely changed. He definitely was yeah. changed by he the girl, Alabama. He's got a hot girlfriend is what happened. <laughs> the Alabama, the Alabama Rehabil- rehabilitation program uh, did a number on him. Yeah. He's very different. <laughs> All right. So here, here's, here's my reason as Kentucky. So Kentucky has ball state, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, Vanderbilt, and Florida. So they basically have like one a one game schedule in Florida, uh, heading to Georgia game. So they could be five and zero heading in heading in Athens October seventh. So it's to me it's Kentucky. So here's so here's why here's why I I'm gonna give you you, you gave your case for Kentucky. I'm gonna give you my case for Missouri and for Ole Miss. So I'll, you mentioned the re- the reason that for Ole Miss. So I'll I'll give you my case for Missouri. Missouri has. K-State, who is currently ranked, uh, they're ranked like number 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so 16. So they have K-State, South Dakota State. Uh, let's see here. They start, they start the season with South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, K-State, Memphis, Vandy. Then they play LSU. So very similar. And then they play Kentucky, South Carolina, and then they come to us. So yeah. you tell me, out of that schedule, if they remain undefeated, like where do you think that they're ranked? Oh yeah. So, but my yeah, no, I agree with you. So uh, with with Missouri and with Ole Miss, if they can make it that deep, then yes. But to me, I think it's more likely that Kentucky goes five and zero heading into Athens, and you've got two undefeated teams in Athens at that point than those other two teams. Fair enough. So that's my that's my reason. Fair enough. Um, what I would say is that is. If if Missouri were to be undefeated, that means that the game that the SEC East could potentially be decided in at the end of November, which is crazy. But like, yeah. are, are we are we back? Are we back to like the SEC East is back <laughs> again on the theme of this is the last season of all the things. Uh, the SEC East will cease to exist after this year, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Unfortunately, as <laughs> yes, me. Dang it, Jim. It Sorry. matters this season. Sorry, I ruined that. Uh, let's see. We kind of talked about this one earlier. I know you mentioned it was a listener question. So it was 51 to 7 GTA. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts about QB1's ability ability to run and make something out of nothing if needed? Stetson had some big plays where he did that, like the first touchdown against Tennessee. To me, that's the biggest question going into the season. So, I mean, I think we pretty much talked about it. The only thing I'll say is, again, if you go, go back and watch, we definitely have seen... I guess here's what I'll say. I don't know. Um, make something out of nothing. That's that is the big question. Like we've seen Beck run where he has that option, right? So if it's if he's running the zone read, he he may like there, he is a threat to pull it and run. Um, but the whole scrambling like Stetson would do and just run and is, take off a score touchdown. I don't. Uh, that's not Carson. Is Carson, Carson going to run fifty yards against Auburn? No, yeah, he's not. That's not Carson Beck. He's going to keep is his he, eyes downfield and he's going to look to throw. You is know? he going to? Is he going to naked bootleg around and dive for the pylon against Tennessee? 
No. For tw- for 25 yards. <laughs> well, if it's a naked bootleg, maybe. But what he's not going to do, I don't think, is get bliss at the middle, mm-hmm. break contain, and go and run and dive to pylon. That that's okay. not that's not what that's not a I don't know. I mean he could surprise us. We haven't seen him. But yeah. I haven't I haven't seen him do that. That doesn't strike me as his his game. So in Kirby we trust. In Kirby we trust. That's right. That's right. Uh let's see. Aaron King, which SEC East team will give us our closest game this year? I think Tennessee will take a step back and Florida doesn't have the talent to challenge us. So I'm leaning South Carolina. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know. I guess the other candidates are the ones you mentioned earlier, right? Or it's you mentioned of, Missouri. It's kind of, it's kind of draw, draw the name out of the hat. Like Missouri gave us fits, right? Yeah. They've yeah. given us fits for the last couple of years. Yeah. It'll probably, yeah. It, you, it could be something, something random. I mean, if you think about the East, the East teams, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't like looked into Kentucky as much, but I feel like they kind of are what they are now. And like, they, they do what they do and they kind of, they slow the game down. I mean, I know Missouri gave us the biggest scare, but Kentucky was what 16 to six. Like that was a low scoring game. They try to shorten the game. Um, so I don't know, I guess I'd still go lean, lean Kentucky, but. You could probably draw the name out of the hat. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah on right. all, all three of those games, Missouri, Kentucky, South Carolina, mm-hmm. Um, I would say that South Carolina probably less so because there's just that, like, I don't know, Kirby Shane Beamer situations. Yeah. It's basically like like Dan Mullen's not around anymore, so Shane Beamer is the closest throw to choke. Um, and then the yes. Tennessee game is just going to be the Tennessee game, right? So like, I figure Kentucky like Stoops is just like notorious for like mm-hmm. bringing the game down in the mud, which you know throw. If if that you know any of these games are you know raining or whatever like that could set up for just like an absolute um it, it could just set up for an absolute clunker for for us which yeah. the Missouri game has been the last two years right all right my, John, my, my, my my votes my votes the Missouri game Missouri okay you'll go Missouri I'll go Kentucky uh let's see John Michael D to clarify from last year's season preview we one hundred percent smashed the sorry Carter over. So we had a sorry Carter over <laughs> under last year. We smashed it. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> um, he said we he said that we kind of talked about it recently, but he wants us to officially lock in on the hashtag uniform Twitter over under of two and a half jersey combinations this season. John Georgia oh. over under two and a half combos. Under under. I agree. I just don't. I'm <laughs> I, I'm not going to believe we're going to wear any kind of alternate until I see it happens. I'm not going to predict it anymore. Yes. Um. And then he said another potentially fun one over under on players with passing touchdowns over under set at two and a half. I, I'll yeah, I'll take the over on that. I think so too. Just off mop up duty, if nothing else, and then maybe throw in throw in a chip trip play. Yeah, uh, I think for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh man, shocking. We agree again. Um, <laughs> Rambo over under how many cigars slash liquor bottles you will go through and uh, go through until we get to Dallas. Um, I, I don't go through as many cigars, so I probably I'm I'm not gonna go through many cigars. I don't know that I'll go Dallas through any. Houston. I'm confused. Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think it, it is Houston. It is Houston. Okay. Well, he, he you confused me. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, liquor bottles. You know, I tend to like spread it around. So how many bottles I'll finish off would probably be lower mm-hmm. than you might think, because uh, I I tend to drink just a little bit. I I, I rarely drink from the same bottle. Uh, in yeah. a row. So mine will, mine will be lower than you would probably think. It's kind of an unfair question because I'm kind of low right now. So I'm probably going to be like inherently buying some here and there, like mm-hmm. just naturally because I've already reached my cycle. I'd say probably five or six bottles. 
Yeah, that sounds right. We'll set it at five and a half. I'm going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> over. <laughs> I'm going to predict. I uh, see this is where I can cheat. I can smash, cheat. Smash that over. <laughs> uh, what about cigars? Because uh, I generally like have a cigar I, when we win a championship. I actually just bought. Um, I actually just bought a, a an order of cigars. Um, I usually I'm. I can't remember when I bought the pack that I went through. I'm not a huge smoker. I like to have them every so often. I might have one every other game, kind of thing. Um, maybe every three games. Um, hmm. I'm not definitely not the Bobby Wilson territory, but um, I just bought a. Um, there's a website called Brad's Deals that has these um, cigars, and I've seen some of the cigars that Bobby actually smokes, the Olivas um, that have been up, and they're like ten for like I'd say ten for like forty bucks, maybe thirty thirty six bucks, something like that. Hmm. Um, which is a, a really good cigar. I've 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 shown the folks that uh, that smoke cigars these they, before I buy them. I'm like, hey, do these look good? And they're like, yes. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to buy some. Gotcha. Um, so I've got ten coming, and I've got one in the chamber. So that should probably last me through, but I'll probably end up buying another. So I'm just set it at what's what's the over under? <laughs> yeah. So is it nine and a half? Or is it ten and a half? It's gonna be over. It'll be over nine and a half. All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yours at twelve and a half. Mine again. I don't really smoke cigars, so mine. I'm gonna set it at 0.5 because the before then, if you're talking about that time period, the question is, do the Braves win the World Series or not? So I'm gonna set right. it at 0.5 because the Braves win. That's you know, I I smoke. I definitely have a cigar after a championship. I'll also throw out that like he didn't mention like giving them out. So. <laughs> mm, right. I definitely have the part of the reason I buy them is because I don't smoke them that much, but like, I like uh, to have some to offer folks. Like, so the neighbors come over, Hey man, you want a cigar? I'm like, yeah. So I will say Rambo was throwing out, like he, he basically is saying like, you would have one after beating, beating certain teams. So he had like, after you beat the war tiger plainsman, after beat the Gators at Tennessee tech, SEC championship playoff champion. So like, I, I I will say for me personally, like after a game, just the natty. I, as far as like, I definitely have to smoke one. Um, I, I, I like just smoke, don't smoke uh, a lot of cigars. So. I smoked one after the Florida game last year for sure. So nice, nice. Cool. Yeah, I mean, for for any of those those big rivalry games, it's like you know, if you embarrass somebody, put a donut up up, up at Tennessee. Like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, that's true. True. Celebrate it. Because it's the last season. The last season. Ah, that's right. That's, that's horrible. Yeah, so bad. So bad. Savor it, Jim. That's true. <laughs> All right, Sean Hardman. Uh, can Georgia lose a regular season game and not win the SEC and still get into the CFP with all the talk about their week schedule? I'll say it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it has to be to the uh, the like the right team and have them highly ranked. So I could foresee a scenario when it happens. I'd say it's unlikely, but you can't just lose to anyone on the schedule. I think you have to lose to if Georgia loses to a team who goes undefeated and wins the East, and that's the only loss, then it's then it's possible. That's the only way I can see it happening this year with the schedule the way it is. I don't think that I don't think that we can lose. We can't lose a, a regular season game. Sorry. Fair enough. Lose, um, a, lose a regular season game and not win the SEC. Yeah, no, so, make the play- so pull Alabama back, not win your no. division and make the playoff. No, not this season. I mean, I mean unless unless something changes and we're like I said, we have 
Undefeated Kentucky, undefeated Missouri, um, Missouri undefeated if, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, the only – well, I think – again, I think the only way it happens is if your only loss is to the team that wins the East and is undefeated. So, like, you know, but – so I think it's possible, but not likely. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Here's the only thing I'm going to add to that is that, you know, like I used to always get so mad about, like, the Bama rules, right? And Bama getting treated different differently from everyone else. How but at this point, would it be? <laughs> yeah. we, right, I mean, because now, like, we are – that's us, right? I mean, we've won back to back. We get the benefit. We might get the benefit of the doubt. Might so, get the benefit. Of the might remember the checks go through Birmingham. <laughs> True. All right, friend of the show, Tim Riley, uh, no longer miserable in Minnesota. Have we we got to come up with a name for him? Is it like I, I like I like I like the Georgia fan formerly known as Miserable in Minnesota. We'll get, we'll, <laughs> we'll come with something. We'll come with something. We'll discuss it at tailgate this year. Uh, yes. What week will be our defining moment? Uh, and 22 is a comeback at Missouri. Everyone says Auburn is the big, tough road test. And he said, but I think we steamroll them. Looking for the unexpected week. We battle, we battle, but pull out the W Kirby, Kirby style. Go dogs. Yeah. I, I think again, for if you look at this, go ahead. it's going to be Missouri again. I just, I, I kind of alluded to it. Like, I feel like that Missouri is just yeah, the way that they've played us the last couple of years has been kind of crazy. So I I fully expect them to be I fully expect them to be coming out with like this whole mentality and uh you know their head coach is going to be talking about how they very nearly ruined two two seasons for us and mm-hmm. they're going to be back for a third chance you know what I mean yeah. and I I just have a feeling that that's just going to be another one that's just going to be a knockdown drag out like war for us right which you know it is what it is. Not to mention the fact that they've been, you know, there's 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 definitely an element of I'm taking this I'm taking this shit personal because Missouri has won a couple of recruiting battles against us lately. Mm, true, true. Is it is it cheating if I say the SEC SEC championship game? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. If that's cheating, um, then I'm going to go because every, every every season, like each of the last two seasons, we've had one of those games. Like again, it's been it's been Missouri. Yeah, no, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll 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 get to why I think it's going to be the SEC championship game. But if that's on the right. table, if that's on the table, um, I'm going to throw Hunter a bone. Say it's Ole Miss because we're going to have our boy Hunter Jones in Athens, and it's late in the season. Maybe they give us a scare. And we do and what, it's, and it's what Tim's it's talking game, about. It's the game for him to cap off his SEC feathers, right? That's right. The last the scalps, uh, scalps. The <laughs> last team in the SEC that Georgia has not beat under Kirby Smart is Ole Miss. So correct. All right. So uh, we got Bobby Wilson. Who will our dogs play in the SEC in the SEC championship? And what four teams make the playoff? Um, so this is something we usually always do at the end of the. Uh, at the end of our season preview, but so Bobby, thanks for throwing this out there. <laughs> this way we have it written down. We, we don't accidentally forget it because, you know, not like we haven't done anything like, anything like, like that before. Um, I also love how it was, I love how it was phrased in that just who will we play in the SEC championship? Not even asking will we make it because obviously. Um, love the energy, Bobby. What, who do you, who do you got out of the West? LSU. I think Alabama has two losses by the end of the season. Woo! Uh, uh. I'm I think Alabama's done, man. I think they're done. We're over the hump. Like the the gift, the gift of of Kirby jumping in front of Saban has come to pass. Mm. Okay, so I 
I actually, I think that's definitely possible. Um, I'm going to say Alabama. Um, and maybe part of it is for poetry of this is the last season with SEC East in SEC West. It's the last season of the 14 playoff. It's the last season college football is going to be like it is. Uh, and I just think it would be poetic to have Alabama in the, in the SEC championship game. Um, so I'm, I'm going Alabama. Jim, sorry, Carter, your poetry. I am done with Nick Saban. I'm done with Alabama. We have r- ridden that into the ground. I'm ready for something new. And I think that LSU is is just happens to be at the right place at the right time. Brian Kelly happened to hit at the right place at the right time. Um, he's He's got recruiting. I don't know. I, I they beat him last year. Like I think that the bloods bloods in the water. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I mean, if it's not Alabama, it's LSU. And honestly, if you had picked Alabama, I was going to say LSU. <laughs> <laughs> but we we can't we can't agree. I believe I believe we call that hedging bets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's 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 the biggest reason that I'm going to tell you that. Um, Here's the biggest reason I'm going to tell you that I think it's LSU. And it has mm-hmm. to do with something I texted to the thread earlier this morning. I was shocked to find out that Alabama only has four players on their roster currently that are in the t- that ranked in the top 100. Right. Yeah. LSU has six. Do yeah. You know how many, do you know how many Georgia has? I should know because it was discussed this morning. Georgia is the number one team in the country that has the top 100 players. And Georgia has 10. The next closest team is Texas, LSU with six. Okay. We have four. We have we have four more than the number two. And Alabama only has four, but yet they have a blue chip ratio of like 80% or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I say that all that to mean that I just don't know that Alabama has the horses anymore. Yeah. Georgia Georgia does. I'm yeah, sorry. I know Georgia, we do. I know we Georgia do. Georgia does. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't. I like like logically. I I agree <laughs> with everything you said. Um, actually, something that Chris Marler said though kind of jumped out to me um, when when we had him on about Note, noted Alabama fan. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't trust him. Why, why am I even <laughs> quoting him? Uh, but he, he had that comment. Uh, it was like that Saban had uh, never gone three years without an Eddie at Alabama. Um, but but so the interesting he thing never about went that three years without Kirby Smart. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chris. I was well, the, love the, you. Mean it. <laughs> so the funny thing about that to me though is that like the it's things like that that are why we're gravitating to Alabama now and not like, like you said, right. Like not like how many players they have from the recruiting top 100, like not these logical things. It's usually like, Oh, well, they just are more talented and they're a better coach team. And so therefore they will do these things. And now it's like, well, never count Saban out and Saban's happy in press conferences and uh, you know, me looking for poetry. So I, I, I do find that. I do find that interesting. Is SEC football and in particular CFP football, Jimmy's and Joe's, or is it X's and O's? It's Jimmy's and Joe's. Who Stetson. wins the Jimmy's and Joe's battles in here in these in these situations? Well, for the West, we're we're only talking. You're talking LSU, the West is LSU, LSU, and M and Alabama. So LSU has the elder statesman quarterback too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, Bama's quarterback Who's, situation definitely concerns me. 
Yeah, yeah. If I was an Alabama fan, I'd be concerned about the quarterback too. Yeah, yeah. If I was a Tennessee fan, I'd be concerned about their quarterback. I mean, good God knows the Florida fans are concerned about their quarterback too. Here's Seriously. the other thing. Here's the other thing that we haven't really even truly discussed very much is like Hugh Freeze could just pop up out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but like, who's Auburn? Talk about like who's the quarterback? Like, who's Auburn's quarterback? You know, I don't care. I mean, like, like, it's just it's Hugh Freeze, right? Like, it doesn't really matter. I I I I, I say that just to say like. I don't think that year one is where he's going to make his mark, but mm. he's been, he's, he's definitely a coach that's capable, very similar yeah. to, did you think that Brian Kelly was going to pop up and beat them last year? No. Yeah. That was, that no. was definitely ahead of schedule. Yeah. yeah. I will say Hugh Freeze and Auburn, they're definitely, they're going to come up and beat someone they shouldn't, you know, they're going to knock somebody off and, and spoil something there. But yeah, I don't, I don't expect them to contend for the West in year one. They've got too many holes. I told roster, you. I told but, you yeah. Alabama's going to have two losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hugh Freeze has beaten Saban how many times? Yeah, but one of those losses is to Texas, and that's a non-conference, so it doesn't count in the West standings. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. All right, mm-hmm. are you are are you ready, John? We're ready. All right. <laughs> It is time for Coach Trillbills over under its preseason edition. Uh, a, a welcomed, welcomed uh, return this year. Again, we did not have to rename uh, the segment <laughs> because Coach Trillbills' uh, Twitter hiatus is. I don't know. He's back. What we, what we have called it, like over unders that go hard or something. I don't know. It was gonna be. <laughs> it was gonna be. It was gonna be. Uh, Coaches over unders presented by UGA picks that go hard. <laughs> All right. First up, preseason. Also, also of note, come to yeah. mind, I got a podcast to hear that song in context. Wait, what? I said that that song. Mm. You know, we're like, it's uh, well, uh, uh, as of, uh, man, it really is the end of like everything this year. <laughs> it's the end of everything. Everything, so, everything no, that we love. Is... No more SEC East and West. The playoff is expanding. Teams are moving everywhere. And the SEC is leaving. That that song is going to be played for like Big Ten games. Yeah, that song is going to be played for Northwestern versus I don't know Rutgers. What? We got to go with Rutgers. Rutgers, Purdue. I don't know. Like, yeah. just imagine it. Yeah, no good. No good. So we're, we're going to have to have the conversation with Coach if we still use that song for this next season. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We're not. We're not ready yet. We're going to hang on. Uh, to what we've got for now. Hold on to your life. All right, JP. Team passing yards over under three thousand five hundred passing yards. Smash the over. Smash the over. Okay, I will also say over. Mm. We agree. All right, team rushing yards over under two thousand five hundred. Team rushing yards. Oh, I answered the last one you go first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm so out of practice. We have to alternate. We have to make it fair. Otherwise, I would just say the same thing. I thought you were in charge here. Jeez. Screw it. I'm in charge. Uh, Okay. Thanks for keeping me honest. Uh, Over under 2,500 rushing yards. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go over. Ooh, I'm going to go under. Okay. We got to disagree with something. All right. Your turn. Total offensive touchdowns over under 75. Over. 
based on our math. Agreed. Agreed. I'm going to take the over. Um, Okay, so then my turn. Over under 10.5 Brock Bowers total touchdowns. Um, So he would have to basically get more than he got last year. I'm going to say he does it. I'm going to say over. Ooh, you're saying that he's going to have more touchdowns than he had last year? How many Mm -hmm. he had last year? 10 exactly. He had 10 exactly last year. Mm-hmm. He had seven receiving and three rushing, which is just so amazing. But anyway. <laughs> well, considering I wanted to win the Bolitnikov, I'm going to go the over. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, let's see. You again, over under uh, defensive passing yards, 250 a game, over under. Uh, <laughs> push. <laughs> 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 we, have, we have our first JB no. <laughs> I think it, I think it's gonna be ah oh man that's good that's a good line that's a good line here yeah I'm gonna say over mm. ah, see this is where I was gonna say over but now I'm already at the point of do I want to hedge my bets I'm gonna stay in stride with you and say over <laughs> um defensive rush yards allowed per game over under 95. That's you. It's on you. Mm, it is on me. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and say under. Ah, I'm gonna say over. There's no Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter on this team. Okay. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh back to you. Total turnovers forced over under 12 and a half. Oh wait. How many did we have last year? We had at least 12. We had 12 picks. I don't have 12. I don't have a. I don't have fumble recoveries. So. Uh I think we Oh, no, that, that was something else I was looking at. All right, we had fifteen. Both. We had fifteen turnovers last year because we had three fumble recoveries. I'll go over. Okay, I'm also going to go over. Um, and then total sacks over under twenty point five. Um, I'm going to go over twenty point five. Uh, I'm not going to hedge bets. So I'm going to go over. Okay, special teams touchdowns over under one point five. Over. Over. Mm, I'm going to go over. And Heisman finalists in New York City over under 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go over. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stick with you there. We 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 talked about that one earlier. All right, uh, he had some bonus scoragami over under. Do, do, do you know what a scoragami is, John? Okay, so I believe that it's where there's like a a score that's never happened before, like a, that the total the total adds up to something that like has never happened. It's yeah, and it's not even necessarily the the total. So it's like oh no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like just the two the two scores, the two, the two numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's he so he says like there's never been a two to one game. Kind exactly. Of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And so you'll see some some like you know so like twenty one fourteen has happened you know who you know many 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 times right. But you'll get some of these random ones like uh you know you get like a twenty two to eight or something. I don't know. I'm throwing mm-hmm. out so maybe that's never happened. So. He said uh, for SEC scoregamis, meaning that the score has never happened for any SEC, t- any SEC team, he set the over-under at 10.5. And, and he said for what it's worth, last year there were actually 10 SEC scoregamis. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'll take the lead on this. I'm going to take the under. Okay. And then for Georgia scoregamis, he set the over-under at 6.5. And, and he said last year there were seven scoregamis. Uh, I'll go under. All right, well, I got to just keep pace with you. I'm going to go under as well. Because I feel like <laughs> every year, like there's been more. I don't know more, enough about it. <laughs> the, well, I feel like the odds of it happening again go down because there's less scores available. I that agree. Was my, that was my very quick math that I just did in my head. <laughs> it was my understanding that there would be no math. Fair. 
All right. Well, that's it. That's it for the, for coaches preseason over unders and bonus scoregami over unders. So thanks. Thanks again to coach show bill. Always appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thanks for sending those our way. And a reminder, we don't track these, but thankfully coach checks them for us now. So thank you. coach. <laughs> thank you, coach. Oh, all right. So that's the, that's the season preview. Are, are, after, after previewing the season in our roundabout way, are you ready for the season now, John? I've, I've, I'm ready for the season to get here after talk to me about this after we do our pre our, our game week, um, our game week preview. I'll be ready because okay. I got so much up in the air right now. Um, I will be probably, I think, uh, so my daughter is going to the mountains. So um, I'll probably be solo on that, on that one. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I actually, so on that note, quick programming note. So for the UT Martin preview, it may come out a little later in the week uh, than a typical game preview, maybe, but just by like a day or so. Um, cause you're going out to Colorado with, with Carter. Um, I am. and yes. so I think we're going to record when you guys get back. So it may, may come out like on Thursday, Friday at the latest, but maybe on Thursday that week. So just a heads up for the folks. Yes. And if you are in Denver, let me know. Nice. Nice. Well, like I said, I, I think, uh, making that video, it kind of got me back into season mode. Um, and talking to you definitely helped me get back into the season mode. I'm, I'm ready, man. Ready. <laughs> ready for the, the the last season of college football in this format and you know like why not uh why not just go ahead and make it make it a three-peat um oh oh crap okay i made the joke about that bobby asked a question and helped us to forget help make sure we don't forget but we didn't even answer all of bobby's question i just realized that oh four playoff teams so we did we did SEC championship and we, we went so long about alabama versus lsu so who who do you got or you i can go first or either way, we got to name our four playoff teams. Ah, the playoff teams. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. So uh, who goes first? I can go first. Although mm-hmm. I have a joke. My joke. My joke is um, my. Here's my. If you're a conspiracy theorist, here's my conspiracy theory. This is not going to be my pick, but my conspiracy theory is basically your pick from last year. Um. So I think last year your prediction was Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Ohio State. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think. So it'd be something like that. Or you could say Georgia, LSU, Michigan, mm-hmm. Ohio State. And so then you get everyone so mad about it being two <laughs> SEC teams and two Big Ten teams that everyone, all they want is they're just clamoring for playoff expansion because they think that that's done. So that's my conspiracy theory. I actually, I'm not going to go with that, though. So I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, and someone out of the Pac-12. And I've gone back and forth between... Utah, because that was my playoff pick last year, and they did win the Pac-12. They just didn't make it to the playoff. Or Washington. I know Graham Coffee has been really big on Washington. Um, so I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going to go with the Huskies. It's uh, my father-in-law's alma mater, and they're also dogs. So I'm going to go Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, Washington. Wait, hang on. What? Talk to me. Washington? Yep. Pac-12 champs. Uh, is, it, is that um, – what's his face? Who's the head coach out there? Who's head coach of Washington? Yeah. Is that Chris Peterson or whatever? Like no, he's gone. That was... No, he's gone. Okay. Dang it. Okay. Sorry. I I, I didn't realize they snuck up on me, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't see Washington. Um, I think Clemson, dude, if Clemson gets through that schedule, like that's that would be impressive. Yeah. I don't see them getting through that schedule though. 
Um, eh, maybe. I don't know. It's. I mean, they got they got Florida State. They've got Notre Dame. Uh, UNC's ranked. South Carolina could be on the up and up, but if they get through that schedule, I'd say that if if Clemson runs the table in the ACC, they're shoe in. Um, I'm after after consideration. I'm I'm thinking that they're probably going to run that table. Um, okay, so Clemson, UGA. Uh, I I also agree with Michigan. Okay. And then who's the fourth team? Who's going to be the fourth team? Let me see. Who does Texas play after the if they beat Alabama? Is the question. All right. They got Rice, Alabama, Wyoming, Baylor, Kansas, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma, Houston, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, yeah. Iowa State, if, Texas Tech. If Texas makes it through that schedule, they're I'd say that they're they're in too. Um a lot of people are saying that Texas over Alabama. I'm gonna go Texas. Okay. As much as I as much as it pains me to say that. Oh god, nightmare scenario scenario, Georgia, Texas in the playoff against AD Mitchell. Mm. That would, that would that would kill me. Yeah, that would be crushing. I don't like so, that. So my thought process there is I feel like Quinn Ewers is going to have one of those like um, CJ Stroud type seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why am I so high on Michigan? I don't know. I, I really don't have a reason for Michigan other than they play in that conference and I feel like they're going to beat Ohio State. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're returning their quarterback. Ohio State isn't. So, But, uh, but USC's also got a quarterback coming back too. Yeah, but they still couldn't win the Pac-12 with him last year. So that's fair. That's fair. And Lincoln Riley is their coach, and you know, like <laughs> he can't win the big game. So Mark Richt has lost control of Lincoln Riley's programs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I had to bring us back I, I to would, that. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that playoff scenario, to be honest with you, because it it brings everything back full circle, and it excludes Alabama. Screw them. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, sorry, Bobby, for almost forgetting half of your question, even though I made that joke. So I don't even know how I ran with all of that. Well, cool. Well, yeah. So I guess we'll we will uh, we'll have the 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 last season in, in this format. And like I said, you know, why not? Why not go ahead and repeat and and close out that close it close out the four team CFP era with a repeat, and then we can move on to the twelve team playoff. Absolutely. Let's do it. I feel it. We're gonna we're gonna bookend it. And um, I said, Sean Kemp, we're gonna Dominique Wilkins this dunk. Nice, <laughs> love it. I right, mean, awesome. It's good talking to you. Good catching up. Um, I'll, I'll let you know how Colorado goes. We're, nice. We leave on Sunday night. I know he's gonna be stoked. I actually like just called that out to him today. I was like, Do you realize that like a week from now we're gonna be in Colorado? He looked at me. He goes, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, awesome. So, all right, cool. Yeah, baseball yeah. season's getting started, so we're 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 ready to go. I'm ready for fall. Sweet, awesome, man. Yep, and you know you got. I always it's like I forget it every year, but Carter and Kim have like very close birthdays because this weekend is Kim's birthday weekend. So don't think I'll be watching any of the Week Zero games on Saturday. Uh, Who's playing? Yeah, uh, you know Notre Dame is in Ireland again. That's about it. Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii at Vanderbilt in the high school stadium. Those are the only games that I can think of. So. Got it. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be we'll be back next week to preview the first game against UT Martin. Uh, when the dogs will be back between the hedges for the night game. So awesome. Yeah, let's do it, man. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs>